We are I. I'm sitting back thinking to myself this morning. Why do I why do I take comfort in these places that just they don't seem comfortable? Why do why do these environments that don't seem comfortable like feel like home or why does it feel like you've kind of nestled in and you know everything about these surroundings and this environment seem seem like itchy, you know, to the body. They seem itchy to the soul. But you're like, okay, this is this is doable. This is manageable. And I was explaining to somebody last night that when I was a kid, amongst all the other stuff, you know, I did, and I actually totally forgot about this or like situations like this. So the town that I grew up in, you know, on one side of it, you had the north side and the south side. And then there's this huge coulee with a river that obviously ran through the bottom. And on the south side, there was a bridge that went from the south side to the west side. If you walked across it, since it went down and then up, it probably would take like, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. And there was another bridge that went from the north side to the west side. And that might take a little bit longer because it was sprawled out a little bit more and just the way that the highway system was worked out. And this isn't something that, you know, anybody really walked across. There's like very few. It's not like your your typical area where you see a lot of people, you know, moving around. It's like car traffic, bus traffic, you know, just, you know, vehicles in general. But I remember as a kid, and granted, like this didn't happen all the time, but it happened enough that I remember that I missed a bus or, you know, it was late at night, you know, I was coming back from a party or, you know, something on those lines when I was a teenager. And I didn't even think about trying to call my mom to come pick me up. Like I just walked home. And this was in the summertime or the wintertime. I remember one time specifically when this happened in the in the winter and, you know, I wasn't necessarily prepared to to walk that distance. And I mean, like, as in not prepared meant, I mean, dressed, like clothing wise. And I don't remember, maybe back then I did, but I don't remember having like this forward thought of being like, no, I shouldn't do this. And more of a, this is the only option. So you might as well just start walking. You might as well just start going in. This would be, depending on where I was, like a couple hour, you know, in between two and three hour walk. And I would just do it. I would just do it and I wouldn't say really anything the next day to my mom and wouldn't really make a big deal about it. It wasn't this thing I had to text all my friends about. And it wasn't this thing that I had to post on social media. It was just kind of a necessity because what was the other option? Like what realistically was the other option at this point in time, except for just to be able to walk home? Like I need to be able to get there. There's no vehicle. Like there wasn't any thought in my mind back then about like taking a taxi, like what, you know, some people 
think of like taking like an Uber or a Lyft or, you know, a taxi or something like that now. Like that was never even a thought process when I was a kid to take a taxi. Nor did I probably even have the money to be able to do so. You know, but like this was, this was an arduous walk, you know, not the, the parts obviously that were flat ground, but like this was a walk that had, you know, some distance to it, some time to it. It had, you know, this huge downhill section, this huge uphill section. You know, it wasn't any of those things where you stopped and took a break. You didn't carry a water with you. You didn't have snacks with you. You didn't have any of this shit. Because you weren't prepared for it all. It was just something that was. And this is, this is what it was like on the, on the farm as well, where, you know, our fields weren't like what fields are, are out here in BC, where like, you know, might be able to walk across the street. And like, granted, that being said, we also had, you know, fields that were close to home, like our, our quarter section of land that was right around home, but we had fields that were, you know, a few miles away. And if you didn't have a car there, there wasn't a cell phone for somebody to come pick you up. You just walked home. That's why we had like these cars called leave it. So you just leave them around and you or in our random places in case if, you know, you were there and you needed a ride home, there was a vehicle there that you could just hop in and drive back. You know, but the vast majority of the time, like you had to walk. Because again, like there was no way to call anybody. This is pre-cell phones. And you also had no idea generally when you were going to be done. So it's just something that you did. And if, you happen to be walking down the road and, you know, there's another farmer going by. They may or may not pick you up and give you a ride. If it was a farmer, I guess, you know, they would. So I guess I'm just thinking about like the, the random person or the random passerbys that weren't from the area. And, but like, there's just so few traffic, like you could walk five miles and nobody drives down the road because it's not a road that you would go down. It's not road systems that you would go down unless you're driving down there for a purpose, like you lived in that area. And it's not that as you walked past, you know, each house every mile that you would stop in and say, hey, do you mind giving me a ride home? It's not what farmers do. You just keep on walking. And if anything, when you're walking by, you know, you throw up a hand and you give a wave and you keep on walking and you know, that farmer doesn't even think about giving you a ride home because it's just more what everybody does. See somebody walking, it's just something, a visual that you've seen for your life and, you know, your parents and grandparents is just the the code. So I realized that these situations and this is the reason why I guess they don't seem like that crazy to me because like, it's, you know, not comfortable you know, walking three, four, five, six miles home on a gravel road in the middle of summer. But it was just something that you did. So this concept that I heard where it's just like, this is what I'm doing today. And this is what I, how I try to live my life. No matter how long that day is, no matter what's going on in the day, it's like, this is just what's happening today. So next week, by this time when, you know, I finish this 273 kilometers, and look back and it's like, well, that's just what I do. And when I'm doing it, it's like, this is just what I do. This is what I'm doing today. This is just what it's supposed to be. This is a manifestation and accumulation of everything that I've done in my life up until this point right now. I guess, you know, if you really zoom back out of it and what's the actual purpose of doing something like this, some people might argue that there's very little purpose and some people may argue that it has all the purpose in the world. 
And I can connect with both sides of that. I can connect with, well, I could just go to Prince Edward Island and just enjoy myself for my 40th birthday. Or I could go to Prince Edward Island and test myself on a pilgrimage to say, has the accumulation of the last 40 years given you the ability to be able to do this? Because that's all I'm looking for is just the ability and the understanding that my mind has the power and the strength to be able to get me through this because I know that my body will will come along. You know, if my mind is sharp, if my mind is strong, my body will follow because I know that my resolve, I know that my soul, I know that my being, I know everything about that, you know, that side of life that you just can't quite put your finger on of where it comes from or what is going on, but it's that that more mystical side of life. I know that, that's strong. That's the strongest, my will, my my integrity to myself to be able to do these things. Then, then comes my mind because my mind wavers. My mind wavers in having, you know, an abundance of strength and then that battery being depleted. And then my body, my body will just do what my mind says, what it thinks is right. If my mind has has gone and my soul is crushed, my body is a pool of of emotional mess on the ground, which has happened when I've done some of these, you know, physical events. You know, but if my mind is strong, if my my resolve is strong, my soul is strong, my my body has limitless possibilities to it. And that's that's my goal. It's my ultimate goal. It's just to sharpen my mind. And that's why every morning I've been for the last three weeks, I've just been running three and a half miles in the morning to be able to prepare to run for 150, 160 miles. It's because that first three and a half miles always sucks. After that, you can kind of just go. You're in that zone. Everybody knows that zone who runs and does anything physical. Well, I just want to sharpen that shitty part. I don't give a fuck about anything after that. After that is just, do you have what it takes inside of you to be able to finish? But I just want to sharpen the dullest part of that tool that's just starting. Because I'm going to have to lean on that dull ass tool continually and it may look rusty as fuck but it can still split hairs and i want to go back into the memory bank and just knowing for the last you know 40 years i've been doing things that just continually sharpen that dull rusty part that says you just there's no other option you just do this is what we're doing today this is what's in front of you you just do whether you've intentionally put yourself or not in this situation This is just what's happening today.